This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 137. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing amazing. I'm so excited because this episode is brought to you by the Flourishing Center, which is such an amazing organization that I belong to and I host the book clubs for the Flourishing Center. And this is where the science of happiness fuels the art of thriving. Can you believe that? They have so many courses there. You've got to go over and check it out. And of course, I host for their, their member base, these amazing book clubs where we break out, we highlight books, we summarize them, we suck out the actionable nuggets, and then we put the the theory and all the knowledge into practice right away in our lives. So go on over and check out the Flourishing Center. It is so incredible and they are changing the change agents of the future. So here we go. Let's jump into today's episode. I highlighted such a good book. Are you ready for it? The Future of Happiness. That is what this book is called. It is all about the future of happiness, five modern strategies for balancing productivity and well-being in the digital era. Now, I don't know about you, but are you sort of addicted to your phone? <laughs> I know I am, right? You're probably, you're listening right now. And this is part of the digital era, right? We're listening to podcasts. We're listening to, you know, we're joining meetings on Zoom, right? So how does your use of technology impact your life? Does technology make you happier <laughs> or is it completely distracting and you lack focus or is it upsetting or, you know, scrolling through um, feeds, social media feeds, does that like suck? up so much of your time and make you less productive? Or are those pings on your phone so distracting? I know, I know, me too. So that is why this book is so powerful. Um, You know, does it, I, I always talk about too, like technology is supposed to make us efficient. It's supposed to make us productive and it's supposed to help us with communication. That's the original hope of benefit for our devices and our technology, but does it really? So this book really poses the question, right? Could the proliferation, try to say that word fast five times, could the proliferation of smartphones and the internet also coincide with the historically high levels of depression and and, and high levels of life dissatisfaction? So that's huge, right? So the question is, is your work life really kind of encroaching on your personal life? You know, are you always plugged in? Are you always accessible? You know, our our brains really do receive like a hundred million bits of information every second, but we can only process like 40 bits of any given time. And it's incredible that technology is just everywhere, right? We need to rethink the way we use technology and make it influence our 
well-being. So I'm so excited to jump into this book because that's what it's all about. This is such a good book because Amy Blankson, she discusses the role of technology and how it what it plays in our lives, but then she also describes how we can use technology to live with more purpose. You know, rather than letting technology become a complete distraction, it can actually be a source for meaningful existence, for mindfulness, for deliberate choices, for effectiveness, and even our well-being. So it is possible that we can use technology to add more purpose to our life, to help us in so many ways, to make our lives feel more meaningful. It can help us advance towards our goals. So there are many, many benefits to technology and this digital era. We cannot just like pretend and make it go away. (laughs) And I love the way she put it in her book too, is that we could do digital detoxes, but she kind of likened digital detoxes to diets (laughs) and how diets don't work and that, you know, you're always going to go back to it or back to your normal eating. So that's what this is all about. It's by, it's all about rethinking when, where, why, and how we are using technology, right? It can influence our own well-being in such a big way. So through awareness, we can really transform our lives. We can make better choices to help shape our future, and it can help us in many ways. Instead of letting technology shape us, we're going to let technology shape us in a really fantastic, positive way, right? Okay, so let's jump into the general overview of this book, the main idea, and then the key takeaways takeaways. So, um, she talks, oh my gosh, there's so much, so many science and statistics and really, um, a lot of, um, science put into this book. She did an incredible job there and um, lots of science backing up all the claims here. And that what she wants to do and what she did in this book is she really points out the potential pitfalls associated with um, technology. She talks about the challenge, the challenges of these pitfalls that come with technology. Can you think of any pitfalls for you? And it's so funny in the, in the, in the book club last night, I said pitbull. (laughs) So I started thinking, oh, I can't think of a Pitbull song fast enough. Anyway, so yeah, any pitfalls? Like, so if we think about the pitfalls associated with our technology, like how is it holding you back? How is it affecting your mental health? How is it affecting your productivity, right? How is it hindering your productivity? I know for me, before I know it, I'm on my phone scrolling. It's like, I've just wasted like 40 minutes. It's like, where did that 40 minutes go? And it's like, it's it's what she called is kind of jumping off this happiness cliff. We go in and we feel good. We feel good. And then suddenly we jump off this happiness cliff because it's no longer contributing to our happiness. It's no longer helping us feel great. It's no longer enhancing positive emotions such as joy. Um, it, it, it starts to move us to a place of lack of productivity, lack of focus, distraction, um, and social comparison, right? Let alone like comparing ourselves to others. And so there is a problem here. So she does talk about the pitfalls and then she talks about the challenges associated with that. Those are the challenge. But then she gives us really practical advice for how we can better harness the power of technology, how we can come up with strategy and intentions around it. So this is where it gets really, really good, right? So she describes this healthy role that technology can play in our life and how can we increase our ability to 
strive after our potential. Like in other words, how can we strive after our potential? How can we be happy and still use this wonderful technology that's available to us, but using it in a very positive way. As you can see, oh my gosh, positive psychology interwoven into this whole entire book was so fantastic. So our productivity is greatly affected by our lack of focus. And that's one of the key things that happens in this digital era. So our future happiness can be increased by strategic use of technology. That's the main takeaway. Our future happiness can be increased by strategic use of technology. And there are things that we can do in order to thrive in a digital era. So what I really loved about her book is this idea that we can flourish. There is such thing as digital flourishing. And she came up with this whole digital flourishing wheel and um, is so powerful. So it's not just saying, okay, you know what? Technology is bad. And I know a lot of people say it's like, I think they say something like it's like the, you know, the the new version of like digital, it's like digital heroin or like addiction um, with kids. And they, they really like talk about technology as it's bad, bad, bad. And then take a technology detox. But I love this book because she really does give us a new lens to, through which to see technology. And um, what we want to do is see technology through digital wellness. Like how can we enhance our health and our life and our well-being even though we are using, you know, digital technology and things like that. So digital wellness is this idea of an optimal state of health and well-being that every one of us can have using technology. We're capable of achieving digital wellness. So that's literally what her book is about. And how do we do that, right? It's a way of life. While using technology, you know, we can use technology. We want it to promote our optimal health. We want it to promote our well-being. We want it to enhance our lives instead of going in the other direction, right? So let's jump into some of these ideas here. I keep saying jump in. I don't know why. (laughs) I think I heard it a couple times and now it just comes out of my mouth over and over again. Okay. So some of the key insights are to stay grounded. And what she means by that is is as how we focus and channel our energy with intention is like we we need to stay grounded and decide how we're going to focus our our attention, our energy, um, you know, and we want to stay grounded and focus our energy so that we can increase our productivity instead of decrease it. So knowing that you want to limit how often we're interrupted by emails, limit how often social media alerts and things are pulling us away, um, and to create less distractions. So one of her suggestions is to turn off those pings, turn off the, the distraction. And what happens when we get pulled away from the tasks that we're doing, it takes so much energy to go back in. It takes so much time to actually get back into the flow of state that we're in when we're working. And I don't know about you, but it's so true. It's like, you know, you're, you're focused and you're getting work done and then ding, you get a text message from someone and, you know, you turn your gaze there to your phone. So her suggestion is to manage, stay grounded. It's like right now I'm going to spend the next hour focusing on the task at hand and my phone is hidden in my bag or behind my computer. So I don't see it. Don't hear it. All notifications turned off. Of course, unless it's your kids and you, you want them to be able to access you if there's an emergency or something. 
something like that. But that is her suggestion to really plan times when you won't use your technological devices, where you give your brain downtime to process everything that is you're taking in. So this is one way to stay grounded is to actually check out or to limit or change and shift how you're using technology. So if it's, you know, you've been in Zoom meetings all day, stepping away, grounding yourself, taking a little break from it, perhaps, you know, closing your eyes or going for a walk in nature or removing yourself and really enhancing it or using your device for the benefit of helping you and move you towards your goal. So that's another component that she talks about is this whole idea of knowing yourself, right? Know how often you are on the phone. Know how often you are sitting in front of the computer and and quantify this. And so so we might not really believe, okay, you know, how much time we are actually wasting or how much time we are, you know, on apps that maybe aren't productive for us. And one of my favorite things that she talked about in her book is like, is this moving you towards your goals or is it moving you away? Is this making you feel better or is this making you feel worse? And I love that. Just like knowing that being clear around that, right. And, and establishing this, um, can help. And she talks all about app driven data. So we can, we can set timers on our phone. We can distinguish, you know, um, apps that might track, you know, ways that we can improve. We can, we can use this. Like I love the, the steps, you know, the Apple watch and the, you know, Fitbit, and we can use all this technology as a way to enhance and improve ourselves and to, you know, we can track what we're eating. Even we can use, you know, you, we can use technology to the for the advancement of helping ourselves. So tracking our improvement, tracking our successes. I mean, there's habit trackers out there. There's you know journaling prompts for you know morning. Um, there's apps for that. There's there's so many things that can help us get to know ourselves better, quantify where we're moving, what we're doing, how close we're getting to our goals. And so she really does emphasize this idea of app-driven data to help us strive towards our potential, right? And so we can create happier, healthier habits. We can do all kinds of things to become that better version of ourselves, making more informed decisions to, to enhance our well-being. So I love that part of it. She also talked about this idea that we can can, we can be healthier and we can be more productive by using our goals and our values to establish our intentions for the day. So if we set the intentions in the morning, we set some goals for ourselves, we know what it is that we're moving towards, it makes it so much clearer when we go into technology, what am I here for? What am I doing? Right? Don't go down that rabbit hole of searching and Googling and, you know, the, the pitfall of pulling you in. The idea here is to set intentions, know what your goals are, know what you value. If you value productivity, then, you know, really think that my productivity is so much more valuable to me that by the end of the day, I want to make sure that I produce X, Y, and Z. Um, wasting this time isn't going to feel good for me. And so setting these intentions are so powerful and um, aligning them with what it is you value. If you value family, um, then setting your phone down and, and, and getting together at dinner and having actual conversations or making, you know, taking a little break from technology or, or if you're even in a relationship and you value relationships, making sure that that phone isn't distracting you away from the time with that friend. 
One of my favorite tips that she had in her book too is to let people know why you're picking up your phone. So for example, if you're picking up your phone instead of just going into your phone, let them know what you're doing. Like for example, you're saying, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to check on that reservation for that uh, restaurant. And so that really is a form of respect. It's aligned with your values. And how do you want to show up? Do you want to be a mom that's present with your kids? Or do you want to be that mom that's on their phone and distracted and, and away from their children or, you know, no judgment there, but it's like, you know, it's like, I love this idea that she presents in her book is that it's, uh, if it's aligned with your values and you know what your values are, you know what your goals are, then it's going to help you manage your use of technology and help you to use it in a more, a way that feels more aligned with your intentions, more aligned with your values and getting clear on those. I love that training your brain, right? Um, so we use the, our, we train our brain to develop and sustain an optimistic mindset around technology, thinking about technology as a way to enhance our life, to enhance our well-being and help us flourish is so great. So is it helping you or is it hindering you? Is it moving you in the direction of your goals? Is it aligned with your values? All these questions really help us tap into this idea of where, when, why, and how you're using technology. Love that. I love all the messages in this book, right? So The other thing is technology can help us understand our full potential, right? It can help us track key information about our habits. It can help us with information to fuel our growth. It can help us in so many ways. And there's so many positive elements to this idea of digital wellness. So that's about it. This book is so good. It is The Future of Happiness by uh, Amy Blankson. And it really is all about looking at this idea, rethinking when, where, why, and how we're using technology so it can influence our own well-being and it can influence us in a positive way. And guess what? We have the choice. We have the choice of how we let technology shape our future and contribute to our happiness. So that is it. That book is so good. I always say if something sparked your interest to support the author and purchase the book, because she has so many nuggets in here of, of like actionable nuggets and like apps and lists of her favorite apps. And I do invite you to check out um, her website as well. It's the digiting floor. She do- does have a research-based digital flourishing survey on her website. And I really do recommend you checking that out as well. It's so good. And so she talks all about that on our website and she really is helping us so we can digitally flourish. So here's your challenge, food for thought. Identify one way that technology is impacting your life in a way that feels less than meaningful, right? Identify that. Think about something where technology is impacting your life and it's not helping you. It's actually hindering you. It's it's not contributing in a meaningful way, right? And it's not helping you um, move towards, you know, goals. It's not helping you become a better version of yourself. It may not be aligned with your values. Where is that in your life? Just identify it. Then a wonderful tool that you can do is think of an alternative way you could use it. Think of an alternative way that you can use technology um, that can help instead help you connect with people, um, that can help you move closer to the person you want to be. How can you use it to help you connect to what matters most to you? 
And so it's really interesting, right? Looking at this idea of, you know, how you can rethink when, where, why, and how you're using technology and then decide, like, I, I, I want to make it so that it really helps me. The other thing that I would just want to throw in here is because she did talk a lot about creating these boundaries. And um, so setting an intention around it will help you create boundaries, almost like rules to live by. And so some examples might be like, my intention is to use my phone as a tool and not an escape. My intention is to check emails three times a day. My intention is not turn on my phone at dinner, family dinner time. My intention is to look people in the eye rather than at my screen. And so those are just a few ideas. So what is your intention? What I invite you to write an intention, like my intention is to, right? And I love this idea is for me, my intention is to use technology to enhance my well-being. And notice, is this helping or hindering me? And kind of just being aware, that self-awareness piece. So that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed that summary. I know it was uh, so fantastic and so like timely, right? Because we're all on our devices, especially given, you know, COVID. Um, a lot of us have moved on to using technology to help us in many ways. And here we're using technology with the podcast even too. So wonderful opportunities for growth, learning, aligning with our values, moving towards our goals. And there is a possibility for the future of happiness, right? So using these strategies to help balance our productivity and well-being while we're here in this digital era. Era. (laughs) I said error. (laughs) Anyway, everyone have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidel.com where I take all these books and I hide them in this big, massive vault. There's hundreds and hundreds of books in there for you to learn and discover and grow from. So I really encourage you to head on over to my website so you can gain access to this vault. They're just waiting for you to read. Also, if you've been thinking about writing a book or, you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. (laughs) So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.